Welcome to a playoff edition of the 126 Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 11. We're excited this morning. Heck yeah, we are. Number one, it's not 8 a.m. That's true. We got a bit of a respite on that. I, I don't know that I like that you looked at me I know, when you I, said you're it's the, not 8 a.m. You're the scheduler. But beyond that, and most importantly, we have a couple of Forney High School playoff coaches at the table. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I had to use the soundbite super early. I was so excited about it. As soon as I said as soon as somebody says it once, I'm going to hit it. He jumped right on that. Yeah, there it was. Good job, Addison. Way to be Jim on your Moore, game. Yeah. Uh, and welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have you back, Addison. Good to be back. It's a lot better being here than where I was. I bet. So yeah. We don't need to go into any details. We don't need to. Don't need it. We're it, going into details about playoffs today. We're excited about go. that. But first. Well, uh, you know, thanks, Coach O. Coach O's got me on the clock. And I'm going to make this one extremely short. Uh, playoffs are really, really fun. But I'm going to tie this to my last weave. Um, we're going to be traveling. And we won't get too far into this because I want our coaches to really give us a lot of detail about the exciting things their teams are going through this week. But we're going to be traveling pretty close by to Rockwall tomorrow night for – the Lady Jackrabbits, to play in the regional quarterfinal round of the UIL State Volleyball playoffs. Um, you know, this has been a team that's been extremely successful over a course of years, and uh, we've kind of come to expect great success from them. Uh, Forney Jackrabbit football team is back in the playoffs again, and uh, they got a bit farther trip. They're going all the way down into the Houston area, this week uh, to take on their playoff opponent. And I know Coach Fleener will be able to give us some great insight into that. <clears throat> but as these teams extend their seasons, uh, I just want us all as a fan base, and Coach O and I are fans too. Uh, I know Addison, I know you are. Uh, the people that listen to this podcast certainly are. I just want us to remember um, how much goes into preparing kids and making sure they're safe and getting them adequate transportation and making arrangements with the visiting team. I could go on and on and on. It's really uh, easy to underestimate. You know, I mean, we love Friday night. We love Tuesday night. We love walking into that gym in that awesome volleyball atmosphere. Coach, you had a great atmosphere Saturday Coach Fleener, every Friday night for you guys has been booming at Citibank Stadium. But look, that's the is really icing on the cake. And and the playoffs are like double icing. I mean, it's just it's it's a great atmosphere we have to look forward to. But uh, these folks sitting at the table today represent hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of man hours and, and lady hours uh, getting teams to this point. And Every single hour is absolutely infused with education and with preparing our kids to be better students and citizens and graduates 
um, man, it just it makes me super happy and excited for playoffs, but it also reminds me just how much work these coaches and our kids have put in. I'm very appreciative of that, in addition to being fired up about going and playing in playoff games. And he was under three minutes. Under three minutes. Yep. Under three minutes to talk about hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, of uh, great coaching from these folks. All righty then. (laughs) Well, all right. So in honor of one team flying into the playoffs and the other team soaring into the third round, we're talking wings. Oh. Chicken wings, that is. Okay. So I had a thought about this. And uh, someone here can enlighten me. Uh, So when my grandma made chicken wings, they were real chicken wings that we got from Piggly Wiggly. But at Wingstop, the wings don't look like wings. Somebody help me out here. Mm, Gonna have to be Addison. I got no help for you there. Because it's like a drumstick. It's like, like a little drumstick. Little tiny baby chickens. And a little we, flat. we do have a Wingstop employee in the room with really? us right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I so, don't know how much help she'll, she wh- wants to give us. You're saying stuff. we may get audience participation? We might. Yeah. We, are, uh, we are recording this podcast before a live studio audience we today. Are. Yeah. We are. Uh, I, we need an applause for <laughs> that. Oh, okay. A few murmurs <laughs> in the back. Nothing. This is the crowd. Sorry that we didn't hit the applause button <laughs> for them to cheer for us. But. So, you know, I'm just, you know. I don't know. I have no idea. Coach uh, Idle, Coach Fleener, any clue? We need to officially welcome them to the podcast. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a royal welcome Did you today. practice sound bites the whole time you were gone? Uh, yeah, that's all I did. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like work. Yeah. four in four minutes. It's fantastic. Keep going. All right. Love it. So what are we talking? Flavors? Like well, favorite yeah, flavors? we're going to have to go to that. Cause, well, then somebody can enlighten me on why the Wingstop wing doesn't look like a real chicken wing. I think they have some of the wings, but then I think they also do have the little little tiny legs. Little tiny. Uh, You're talking about a whole big a wing whole, like fried chicken. Yes, that you pull apart. Oh. Mm-hmm. But that's know. not what it is that Wingstop or Buffalo Wild Wings. Or? That's if you go to the store, you can get that. Yeah. But that's at the grocery at the, store. Yeah. So oh, why do they sure. call it a wings then? Because it's not really wings. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. But We're going to have to pose you know, this to our broader audience, and maybe somebody can answer this for us. I now, mean, I, I do have a flavor of chicken. I don't even like to call it a wing, but at Wingstop, you know, lemon pepper, but. Lemon pepper? Yeah. Lemon pepper, easily one of the best ones. Lemon yeah. pepper, garlic parmesan. Yeah. There you go. Both of those are correct. <laughs> yeah. I like them both. There's a spicy ranch at um, Ooh, Buckers in a. And it's really good. I haven't oh. had that. I know Pluckers is a big. Uh, yeah, they're they're very invested in Dallas sports. I hear them on sports radio all the time. They give away Pluckers coupons at Mavs games. Well, there's also another new one now in Forney. Yes. Wing Snob. Wing Snob. Yes, mm. I've only been there like once. It was I've heard good things. We've got a couple football players that work there, so that's mm-hmm. on with that. Oh, okay. So, and they they help us out by letting those guys have good schedules. So. Yeah. But well, here, here's my here's where I really decide how I feel about people when it comes to wings. Does anybody here believe in boneless wings, or let's be honest, they're just chicken nuggets? Correct. They are chicken nuggets. I don't mind them; they're good, but they are chicken. I'm going to admit I'm a boneless wing person. It's so much faster, <laughs> unless <laughs> it is. I think I, if I'm there, I'll do the full wing experience. 
But a lot of times whenever, like, me and my wife are ordering wings or something and we're going to eat them at home sitting on the floor or something, yeah. I'll, get the, I'll get the boneless ones just so I can. Yeah. Well, I have to admit, I do like a boneless because it's easy to cut with a knife and fork. So I eat my wings with a knife and fork. I don't. Oh. I don't like my fingers to get all dirty. I, I don't. I don't mind people that eat them. I just. Why don't we call them what yeah, they are? Yeah. They're nuggets. Yeah, they're nuggets. They are. They're they're not boneless wings anymore. And you said <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not even actually wings. Yeah, they're not even so actually wings. True. Yeah. So the whole thing's a complete facade. See. It is chicken. We think. There you go. I have a wrong sound bite too. I'm going to go wings. with uh, the garlic parmesan. If I'm just mm-hmm. a, at a wing stop or wherever, I'll be trying wing snob. I have definitely heard good, good stuff about that. Um, I'm really a fan of the old, plain old hot wings, really hot wings at one of the original wing locations, not to be named. It does not exist in Forney. Uh, I do go there with my wife. Do we have to guess? I mean, what it, uh, no. Well, I no, mean, you know. Like, what is it? Michelle knows I, what I'm I talking about. It <laughs> it's where you used to always go to get wings and the, before Wingstop existed. Church's Chicken? Tinsley's Fried Chicken? I'm confused. Yeah, I mean. The grocery store? Oh, that place! Oh, okay, I the hot you. wings really there are, the, in they my opinion, the best hot wings. wings. Yeah, and it's it's that's that's the reason I go to get the wings, and that's refer the to it as the only orange, reason. The orange establishment the orange. is that <laughs> yeah. what we're going after here? I so. mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't pay attention to the colors of the restaurant or the waitstaff or anything oh, like that. I'm just the chicken is really good. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't want to be a part of it, but future podcast <laughs> plan here. Yeah. Coach o, Coach Weaver does the hot wing challenge. What's Ooh, that guy's yes. name yes. that does yeah, that yeah. as it gets uh-uh. progressively hotter? She can't do it. She can't do I'm it. I'm out on There's that. a bunch of those. There's hot ones or whatever. Addison. And then there's, Let yeah. Addison do you, you it because I, I don't eat spicy Like too. once you get up into the nitro Nothing. stuff. I mean, Coach O, have, we have called an ambulance. Addison, you though, like I spicy think. stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good topic. And we are soaring into the playoffs. So, I like it. Yeah, Thought we may have to. We may have to wait a little bit. I got anybody. And now I want wings. So you're gonna have to give me some more time to. Yeah. <laughs> to bounce back before I start eating oh, some yeah. natural Addison's wings. Oh yeah, since little tummy's not quite yeah, ready for that I'm yet. I'm not ready. Mexico did another. Well, I'm not gonna make fun of anything having to do with anything wing spicy tummy. Mm-hmm. I you, mean, we'll figure out some other challenge for Cocho. Addison's still on oatmeal diet. I think I am. Cocho just wants to diet. run in a straight line, full speed, without falling or embarrassing myself. That's my goal. Well, good luck with that. Is there uh, a story yeah. that goes you, with that? Did you I just, embarrass yourself? No, it's just I have, you know, jogged a bit lately. Oh. And I can't run in a straight line. Something's not right. You got you got an ear infection or something. Your oh, equilibrium's off. Age or something. But I, I felt like if I had to, like, get away from a dog or <laughs> something. Yeah, you'd be in I, trouble? Yeah. <laughs> Just remember, you, you don't have to be faster than the dog. You just have to be faster than the person next that's to you. That's right. That's it. What so if just, I'm the only one there? That's a good question. You're in trouble. Yeah. 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 You're Try done. Mm-hmm. Check your neck. All right. <laughs> uh, we way down the rabbit hole here. We are. Let's, let's get out of it. Let's, uh, no, we stay down there. We got a couple of rabbits here in the hole with us. We yeah. just need to shift our topic of conversation to what the rabbits are doing this week. Playoffs? That's what oh we're talking about. Goodness. Playoffs? <laughs> are you kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> Man, talk about from famine to feast. (laughs) I actually would have thought less of you as somebody running a podcast if you did not have the Jim Mora playoffs soundbite. I've got a couple others we haven't used Well, he's already thrown some Ace Ventura in there, I heard. I mean, it's... I think he missed us. He must have. I did. I like these buttons, too. I miss this this soundboard. (laughs) That's what I miss. Uh, Coach Idol. Now, 
uh, I understand you You might be a little superstitious, so I was a hair late to the game on Saturday in Sulphur Springs uh, when I came in. Coach O was like, well, uh, Coach O, what was, the, what was the origin of this I, comment? Well, she said, she said, where's Neil? And I said, you know, whatever. And she goes, well, if, I mean, we play really good, then he can't come to any more games. <laughs> I'd like to point out that we were down one point when I got there. I think it was three to two. Uh, but then we commenced to whipping butt and, uh, you know, ran off three games in a row. So uh, you can come back. Thank you. Looking really good. We, we really did, I thought, look good Saturday. Uh, we're, our thoughts are with the people in uh, Sulphur Springs who did get hit by some tornadoes and in, particularly in Paris. But that line of storms came right through here, <clears throat> between here and Terrell. Uh, I know Forney kind of fr- Friday afternoon uh, really slowed down and kind of hunkered down because there were some storms close to us that were tough. We were originally slated to play the game in Sulphur Springs on Friday. We bumped it to Saturday to prevent having to travel in an unsafe situation. Then it turns out there literally were tornadoes on the ground by Sulphur Springs, uh, perhaps within the city limits. Yeah, when we got to the school, the head coach at Sulphur Springs said the tornado that came through there was a quarter of a mile from the school. Wow. So I'm really glad we weren't in the parking lot on a bus. Uh, Saturday seemed to work out competitively, too. Kids looked really good. They did. They showed up to play. They were ready. You played uh, Texarkana, Texas High, and um, they had a great season, but uh, we ended their dreams, and now we're moving ours on down the road. Uh, Tell us about the upcoming game a little bit. Um, We have Lucas Lovejoy tomorrow night at Rockwall, 7 o'clock. They are actually the defending state champion, uh, but we are here to uh, take that away. What what is your uh, record on the season, Coach? 42 and 3. 42 and 3. I, you don't see a lot of teams that, that get over 40. <laughs> I should have heard that coming. Yeah, you should have. It, we, uh, you don't have a lot of teams over 40 wins, almost ever. In volleyball, basketball, you play a lot of games. Um, it is rare to have over 40 wins. You're also undefeated in district. We mentioned that on the podcast before. Didn't lose a set. And now we have gone through two rounds of playoffs and still haven't lost a set. Right. Um, it, I mean, I think that means the kids are playing well. They are. What do you look? What do you look for from this Lovejoy team this week? They are just, you know, I mean, part of it is they're. I mean, it it's a winning tradition there, yeah. you know. So they're going to show up and they're going to be ready to play, and uh, so we have to do the same. They're, you know, they're big. They block. They're scrappy. They, you know, they they know how to play. So, mm-hmm. um, but our girls are ready. We uh, watched film this weekend and. And came out today, had a had a big conversation this morning before practice about um, Scout and what we should expect and what we're going to look for and how we're going to, you know, do some things to make some adjustments. And, uh, I mean, we're we're ready to play. I think the girls are super, super excited about the matchup, and, and we are too. I mean, everybody's really excited. This is the game. Honestly, when the realignment came out last year, we mapped it out on the board in the team room, and this was the game where we, where we got to. Yeah. See that? See that? That's – I like that. It's it's yeah, cool it's how there. Yeah. yeah there are those there are those teams on your schedule or in your region that you're like okay we're preparing for this well here we are so that's good Coach O you've watched this team all season fun to watch fun so, group of girls tell me why I just it's something different about her team this year I, I really think it's your coaching staff as well that she's got a Coach Carroll has been the varsity assistant they work so well together if you watch them in a volleyball game. They're talking to each other. 
And then you've got two new coaches. Coach, um, introduce your new coaches. Coach Capel and Coach Files. Yes, they're they're on the bench. They're fired up. They get the girls fired up. Even Richard English, who is our head trainer, mm-hmm. is at the bottom of the bench with his hands up to give people high fives. It's just a different energy they have. They're good. They know they're good. Yeah. But they're not. It's there's still a little bit of humbleness there. They're still yeah. working hard. They still look like they're having fun, and um, and they they are. They're fun to watch. I saw Richard standing up to give a double yeah, high five he on did. Saturday. So. Every sub that came out, he was yes. standing up. He got plenty of exercise Saturday afternoon. That's impressive. Get up and down, up and down, up Pretty and down. impressive. Uh, you're right. Uh, we had a volleyball, I mean, a basketball kid on last week that was talking about how important hype is and, and energy. Uh, we're going to be talking to Fleener about that in a minute because I think That's the same thing preach. for the football team. But <clears throat> that t- your bench brings it. Your coaches bring it. Your, it's an atmosphere thing. And volleyball – I think it's it's a game of momentum. We've said that a lot, yes. and uh, boy, does that ever help. Fun, I think fun, I, fun part of we've gotten to come see a couple of games and stick our head in there too. I'm always impressed at how much communication that the girls have in foot. You you just don't realize how much while the ball's in the air and being set, how much they talk to each other, uh, and you know after every single point, get to come together and talk about what was good or what was bad, and uh, they they have been a fun fun group to watch and. I'm just thankful that I, I begged Coach Idle to please schedule this game at seven, so yeah. we would have a chance to get there. You know, we, you know, the the other two games have been pretty far away, and with us still in football practice, so with it being at seven o'clock in Rockwall, we're going to make sure we're finished up on Tuesday night and give give our kid, kids plenty of time to get out there and and bring some of that juice. No, there'll be some noise brought. Yeah, I have yeah. no doubt. That's good. I love it. I can't wait. Well, okay, uh, volleyball fans, uh, regional quarterfinal round. Rockwall High School, 7 o'clock, Tuesday, this week. That would be 11-8 tomorrow. This podcast is being recorded on Monday. As but it will be posted get his butt on in the gear. same day, so <laughs> say tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Play some more sound effects, get it posted, yeah. and we'll be ready to roll tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that, Coach Idle. Great job to you and your staff. Uh, you know, we don't have – We've already said this, but I'll tell you again, we really enjoy watching y'all play. Thank you. And what you bring to our athletic department and the campus, and and, uh, it makes it a real neat experience, not just for your kids, but everybody else that gets to participate in it. So They've been a great group, and I mean, it's been fun working with them, fun watching them play and and getting the opportunity to coach them. I mean, it's been a really, really good year. And before we get Coach Fleener on, I don't think the people know, but Coach Fleener and Coach Idle are our campus coordinators. Correct. Uh, at Forney High School, so they have a full-time head coaching job and a full-time coordinator job. Yeah, so. we drag them over to admin, uh, you know, yeah. every couple of weeks and go through meetings and organizational schedules and all that stuff. Yeah, they've got a lot of responsibilities outside just their sports. We we talk about that too, Addison, don't we? How coaches, mm. ma- many coaches are full-time teachers and have two full-time jobs. Uh, these guys probably got more than two. A um, lot of groups to oversee and organize, but Clearly, you're knocking it out with your own well, sport. You, you also have to add in child psychologist. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have to uh, for sure. Uh, also, parent psychologist sometimes yeah. too, yeah. and adult psychologist. So yeah. those are just two other little hats you have to wear. Well, you're, y'all are wearing them well. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Idle, we look forward to seeing you. Let's skip over and talk football a little bit. Now, we we know where the football team sounds like it's going to be on Tuesday night. Uh, so we'll get to, if they make it to the volleyball game. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll get to see some. Um, you know, some of that energy that they bring. But they bring it to the field, too. Uh, all year long at Citibank Stadium has been juicy, so to speak. <laughs> Our student section is loaded. 
we have nearly sold out, if not sold out, the home side, uh, every home game. <clears throat> I'll tell you this, we are undefeated at home this football season. So is our opponent, Barbers Hill, uh, is who we ended up playing. Now, that's about – by my uh, my phone tells me it's about 289 miles away, Coach Fleener. I, I just go by how long. It's four hours. <laughs> four hours. Um, that's if traffic's yeah. good. That's right. That's right. So, four hours down there. It's actually uh, Mont Bellevue, Texas. Mont Bellevue. Not Mount. Mont. Mont. M-O-N-T. Mont. That sounds fancy, Bellevue. doesn't it? That does. Um so yes, uh, I don't know if I have a soundbite for fancy. You were looking at <laughs> yeah. me like, oh, maybe, like maybe Mont Bellevue. Okay, Mont Bellevue. We got one. Yep. So, yeah, it's just kind of funny how the, our region worked out. Um, you know, starting to figure out now we're technically in the East Texas district, uh, and that's how we got paired up uh, with this district. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting. You know, I mean, at least uh, at least we're not McKinney North that's having to travel all the way to Port Arthur Memorial, which mm. is a six hour trip. Yeah. Um, you probably would have enjoyed that because you would have stayed and gone on a little fishing trip down there. I'm, I'm well, it would have been great. Yeah. Was a, that was a possibility for us, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yeah. it yeah. was a possibility. Yeah. It was down mm. to Friday night. It did. It all went down to Friday night. That team, I think that district has nine teams in it, so it was kind of a scramble to figure out how it was going to end up. <clears throat> Interestingly, Jackrabbits are 7-3 on the season. Uh, Barbers Hill, 7-3 on the season. Both undefeated at home. Both going into this game um, <clears throat> with uh, – uh, an interesting prospect because we're this is a team like we're pretty used to the teams we normally would see the Lovejoys from a volleyball standpoint we see pretty regularly. It's like a whole different part of the world. That's that's one of the things we were just talking about earlier. I was talking to a coach, and uh, you know, you can go play a team up in this area and say, well, here's how they played against you know this Frisco school or this school, and and you know about those teams. You know if they're fast or what they do on offense. Are they physical up front? We, we've got 10 games on these guys from their 10-game season, but we don't know what is what is Baytown Lee really like, what is Crosby really like, what is, you know, what is Laporte, you know, what do they do offensively, defensively. And so it's really hard to gauge on film how fast are they, how strong are they, because you don't know enough about the teams they're playing. You know, but the reverse of that is right. they don't know about us either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coach Absek's been there for, for two years now, came over from Cedar Park, so he's been in Cedar Park very, very big winning tradition. Um, coach there under under Coach Ross that's now at Lovejoy and Coach Wills that's now at Tyler Legacy, and then he got the job, was there for 14 years in Cedar Park, say, was a perennial uh, yeah. uh, program. And so he's out there in Barbers Hill. But same thing, they, they don't know if they watch us play – you know, North Mesquite or West Mesquite. Um, I think they know enough about Longview and Lancaster. Um, well, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah. You know, but they, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have the similar, you know, similar issues trying to figure out, you know, what to really think about us. So we've had this question a time or two, and let's put it out there for our audience. The, the reason we are playing in Mont Bellevue is because uh, in 5A Division One, uh, essentially the, the one and two seed get an automatic <clears throat> home game bid so they get to pick the day they get they're in their stadium actually they only get the stadium if really? they had if they had tried to say we want to play on thursday they would have had to flip us for it okay good um, good so well, we, did, we did know that so the, the only thing that they're able to do is say we want to host the game yeah um and uh you know they agreed friday at seven which was great yeah. you know um and um but uh everything else is up for for flip in fact uh, we went back and forth. You know, you even got to pick officials. You mm-hmm. know, it. it uh, you know, they obviously use Houston officials. We use Dallas officials. Usually, when that happens, you choose 
another place to go and use a different chapter. Well, he spent so much time in Central Texas, he's used a couple of those. He knew I had been in San Antonio before, and so it kind of got, well, where do we really want to go where we would still feel like we would get a good crew? So um, I actually just asked him if he, hey, how about, I know some good Houston crews, you can call around and get some good Dallas crews. Let's just flip Houston versus Dallas. Whoever wins the flip will get about four or five names to the other coach, and you can help us pick. And he said, okay. And, you know, one of the most fun things, you know, you, you watch Friday Night Lights and hear some of the stories that used to be. You drove down to a truck stop and flipped a coin and had to do it in person and make yep. all those plans. Well, there's not a really halfway point for, yeah. <clears throat> for, for us in Barbara Hill. And so the way it's actually done is one coach names any high school in the state of Texas, from 1A to 6A to 6-man and the other coach has to say odd or even based on what the last number of the zip code is for that high school. Um, so I uh, was sitting at my uh, kitchen table about 10.30 Friday night, and I said, what if we just flip Houston versus Dallas officials? He said, okay, let's do that. And I said, well, I don't have my book in front of me, so you say the city and I'll, I'll go for it. And he said, okay, well, you're from San Antonio. Mineral Wells, like just said it real fast. I go, odd. He goes, dang. <laughs> I said, well, I guess I won. He said, yes, coach, you won. So mm-hmm. so then at, at 1045 that night, I have to call the official secretary and say, hey, I need four or five names. Here's some guys I like. He sent me those names. I sent them to Coach Absec. He said, I like these two. And, yeah. and that's where we're at. So we're driving down to Houston, but going to have Dallas officials. And I don't know if that gives us an advantage or not. They're so not riding <laughs> the bus with us, are they? No, no. Okay, I didn't think so. No, but, but Coach Lunar <clears throat> will be quick to remind them that they are, uh, they are from Dallas. Right, so Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, right. you know, one thing you brought up earlier that I, I, I think we need to talk about is there is a whole lot that goes into a season and how hard it is to win football games yeah. and even let alone make the playoffs. But even just the logistics of planning this mm-hmm. trip uh, dominated, you know, even last week as we were able to start making plans, uh, but then all weekend long and even all morning long. And um, that's where it comes into, and Coach O brought it up with, with Coach Idle. you have to have great coaches on your staff that, unfortunately, even as a head football coach, about 50% of what I get to do is actually coaching football. And you have to have those guys on your staff that are running the football program for you while you're dealing with all the logistics of charters and breakfast and how many coaches are going and, and how are we getting there and are we going to stop for lunch and where are we going to stop and – you know, there, there's just a whole lot that goes into it, especially when you throw it into being a four-hour trip yep. down there. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, y'all, y'all say it all the time, but another one, uh, Leslie Bunton over there oh, yeah. is, is the go-to person with all the answers. And, uh, you know, she's a huge help also. And so it's a, it's a, it's a big process to get all this thing put together. Yeah, yeah. planning a four-hour trip with my two little ones is a <laughs> I can't imagine doing it with a full football team. I mean – there's, there's so much that's going on. Tell us a little bit about, I know, like you were saying, it's part of the challenge, not knowing much about Barbers Hill, but some of us listening don't know anything about them. Are they in a tough district? I mean, does that, because, you know, depending on your district, district, a seven and two record looks different, you know? Yep. So are they in a real tough district, kind of like we are? And, and you know, what are they good at? What do, what do we expect from them? They have a very top-heavy district. Their kind of top three, four teams are very, very good, but some of their bottom teams are not um and hopefully nobody in the houston area is hearing yeah. me say that their team's <laughs> no. not very good but you didn't say which one yeah no, no. You're at. but uh but their their top teams are, are very good port arthur memorial uh is it, that won that district uh is usually three four rounds in fact they beat lancaster in the third round last year to make the regional final i mean they are a, a very tough team 
Uh, Barbers Hill, year in and year out, the last four or five years has been a a very tough game. I mean, you know, they're in the playoffs every year, going two, three rounds deep. Crosby is another very talented team that's in that district, um, and it's kind of Barbers Hill's biggest rival. Um, and th- those three teams for sure are are very salty. And uh, they lost to Port Arthur Memorial uh, during a monsoon when we were in McKinney. Um, mm-hmm. There's actually sheets of rain coming down in the video. Um, and then they they beat Crosby, who's their big rival, in overtime. So um, that's what their games look like. They're uh, they're a physical team that knows how to win football games. Um, but you know, there's definitely some things we've seen that we think we can take advantage of. Um, I really think it's going to come down to our guys handling a four-hour trip on a bus and playing in a in a high-pressure game. Um, you know, we've we've made some strides with these guys from from when we got in the door and you know back-to-back playoffs. But you know. We, we still are continuously having to teach these guys how to win and how to handle big pressure situations mm-hmm. um, where you don't beat yourself. And so uh, practices this week are going to be very intense um, just to kind of put them in those pressure situations. Now let me tell you this, Addison, too. Uh, Forney High is the three seed. Barbers Hill is the two seed out of their district. But Jackrabbits are about as good a three seed as you're ever going to see, in my right. opinion. You're talking about a district with the number one team in the state in 5A in Longview. And what's Lancaster up to now? They're number four, I number believe. Number four. So oh, wow. f- two of the top five yeah. teams in the state of Texas in 5A Division One. <clears throat> Their only loss was to Longview, and then they played Denton Geyer, who's the number one 6A team in yeah. non-district. Those are Lancaster's only two losses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Forney uh, at the three seed is is uh, the three seed in a very, very good mm-hmm. league in 5A Division One, So I've heard both of y'all talk about teams that are, you know, used to being in the playoffs, teams that are that are used to winning. Coach Otto, you can jump in on this one too. How much somebody might be wondering like, okay, but your kids are going in and out, right? Like even your 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 good players are probably really going to get playing time in maybe three years worth of playoff games. Um, how much difference does that make when a program is used to doing this? Like, I mean, it, it, instead of a team that, you know, maybe had a good year and jumped up there. I think it makes a huge difference because, I mean, it's just really confidence. And, you know, they know that, that that's just I – don't, I don't know. It's just like what's expected, I guess. They don't, they don't walk on the floor or walk on the field or whatever it is. I mean, they walk on the floor very, very confident and expecting to win. Like that's just an expectation that has been put in their head, put in that program from start to finish. They, they, don't, they don't know anything else. Like that is just tradition and that's the expectations. A lot of times it's where you see where maybe you get to a year where maybe you're not as talented as you usually are, but you still have a lot of success because those kids have just grown up as fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders, just watching and realizing this is what you do in Forney is you make the playoffs and you scrap and kick and claw and, and do the work that, that gets you there. You know, expect to win is what we say. Um, but the other thing that we see just in the football side of it is every week that you're in the playoffs is one more week all of your underclassmen get to practice football. Right. Yeah. You know, everybody else has picked up their pads and they're yeah. trying to figure out how to start off season and run. And you're getting, you know, for our JV kids, our entire JV is getting a whole other week of practice of working fundamentals, of working drills, of working, listening to schemes, scout, you know, they, they do a lot of the scouting for our varsity guys. And so they're going up against our varsity football players. Every week you do that, they're just getting one, mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. three weeks, four weeks, you know, better then, yeah, we, we're going to get stronger and faster in offseason, but you can't pass up the just the practice reps. Right. That when, is that, when is that state competition at AT&T? 
When does that take place for football? That's that would be six weeks away. Right. So wow, can yeah, you that's imagine? A, that's a yeah. Put that's a whole, you get a whole other season of football. Yeah, you get an extra season. That, and is that true for freshmen? Do they keep practicing too, or just we, your JV varsity? We don't with the freshmen. Okay. It's just a little bit because freshman basketball starting, and we still that's where you still right. have a lot of guys playing freshman basketball. Freshman, sorry, you don't want to hurt those programs mm-hmm. holding back. Um, we this year, crazy had three freshmen already <laughs> on the varsity that right. are big-time players for us, and so they're going to stay with us. Um, but uh, but with the other ones, you know, we see it as more of uh, they are the ones that need to probably go straight into offseason now because what's holding them back from where we need them the next few years is just getting in that weight room and getting right. stronger, getting right. faster. Um, and then you throw in the logistics of they're in first period and are you changing their schedule or are they coming after school? Then somebody has to go unlock the locker right, room they and they've missed 30 minutes. Right. And so uh-huh. – it's, it's just harder logistically mm-hmm. to do that. I, I never thought about that, how big of a difference that makes, but especially at JV or when you're talking about a sophomore who may be athletic but hasn't played a lot of football, I mean, whenever you look at just the percentages of how much better they can get in a week, you know, like I heard Tom Brady say, like, in a week he knows he's not going to get 1% better. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to get that much better because I've, I've already grown so much and I'm already, you know, one of the best players in the world. He said, I'm looking for 0.1%. But whenever you're talking about a sophomore, you know, it's realistic to believe that something might click and they get they get five ten percent better in a week that that they just weren't they didn't have figured out before that so you get six six extra practices yeah that's going to make a huge difference for your program because we've talked about that before that mm-hmm. these sure. perennial teams a lot of times it's because of their JV it's because of the fact that they can play together and you don't have to move every single good sophomore onto varsity they can stay there and get a lot of playing time mm-hmm. and then move up because we've we talked about that just just how you have certain numbers that you're trying to hit and you just want to keep keep doing that you want your varsity be mostly juniors and seniors well that's something you saw so last year our our freshmen struggled they were i believe three and seven or four and six this year our jv team went seven and three and that was after throughout the year we ended up having to pull seven kids up throughout the year for injuries and things like that. And they just kept on rocking and rolling. And a lot of that is just, you know, putting in the work in the off season and things like that. But then, like you said, some of those sophomores, maybe in the past, you have to pull up just for a depth standpoint or even juniors. You know, we, we aren't afraid to have some juniors on JV if we think we're going to have to count on them as a senior. But if they were up as a junior, they wouldn't get much playing time. Mm-hmm. We'd rather keep them on the JV and play all season and then if we need them throughout the season as the next guy, we can pull them up to varsity. But right. we've got we've probably got four or five juniors that are going to be big-time players for us next year because they played all year this year instead of standing on the sideline getting only five to ten reps mm-hmm. a game. And so that's that's just a big deal. And then, you know, our freshmen also went seven and three this year, and that's with us having our the three yeah. the three best ones up on the varsity with them. Wow. And if they'd been down there, there's – there's no telling. Yeah, that, that big picture sometimes is, is a picture that everybody doesn't necessarily see. Of course, everybody's got their blinders in some way. You know, my kid may be on the field or I may be – I know this bunch of kids. I don't really know that group of kids. But um, the truth is you do want it to be like a snowball that just keeps mm-hmm. growing. And both of y'all hit on this, experience and confidence. And they often go hand in hand. But you you, you kind of – you got to have both to some extent and – um, you're doing it both. You've got some young kids on your team as well, Michelle, that are yeah. that are getting a great deal of both of those things, a nice big dose of it. And as next next year, as as sophomores or as juniors, be so much better off. Well, if you look at Coach Idle's situation, you know, if this was their first year to make the playoffs in the last five years, and they say, okay, hey, you got Lovejoy this week, 
you know, it's, oh my gosh, it's Lovejoy, you know, yeah. they're state championship, you know, there's a, but when you're a team that's consistently good and successful and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you, you don't look at the name on the jersey. You're just, you're out there to play volleyball and they have a different color jersey on, you don't care who they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're trying to get our program. You know, I think we still probably saw that a little bit when we went in to play Longview and Lancaster. It was, it was a little, we tighten up because, oh my gosh, they're really good. And then, you know, what we were able to show them in both of those games is, how many times they didn't do anything to stop us. Mm-hmm. We stopped ourselves because we were playing too tight and not playing loose and with that confidence that we've been playing with before. And so we're, we're trying to get to where Coach Heidel is, where, you know, her girl's been, you know, five, six, however many years in a row it is. That, that's what they expect. And, and, and hopefully after this year, that's what we're going to feel like we're doing also. If you're having success, if you can show and, indi- and indicate to your kids you're having that success against the number one team in the state, they ought to believe in their ability to do it, no matter who's on the field, too. Well, one thing, Coach Idle, when we first kind of got together last year, we talked about just how winning breeds winning. And, you know, we, we own that as two of the first sports that start mm-hmm. off the year. Yep. And, you know, you look at cross-country had success. Volleyball's three rounds deep. We're in the playoffs. Band is killing it at their – uh, that their competitions right now, you know, water polo just starting, you know, but I mean, that was a success just to get that thing up off the ground, yeah. you know, and now we're rolling in basketball starting, um, you know, can't wait to get out some of those games. You know, I, I've gotten to see a couple of scrimmages and, and coach Hebert's got those girls basketball playing a, at a different level. And, and coach Holloway's got a bunch of guys back and, you know, that's, that's where it's, we can all feed off of each other and get through the whole year and just, mm-hmm. It's just a whole different feel around the school building. Right, just yeah, a buzz. just for all of them because there's something different about going and cheering for your team in a playoff game. We would love to have that atmosphere all the time, but you just you just can't have it. There's something different about playoffs. So whenever students get to experience that in one sport, they're going to want it in the other ones. And so it does just create that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. we're successful and, and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, well, so. expectation. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, all of our kids do a great job of being excited for each other. Like, our girls love to go to the football games on Friday night. They love to go watch the basketball teams play. The football football guys like to come in the gym and watch the girls. And, I mean, the basketball comes in and supports the volleyball team. I mean, the, all the sports are very, very good at going and supporting each other and, mm-hmm. and being that, you know, cheerleader in the crowd. And then that passes on to the other yes. kids in the campus that want to come be a part of that right. atmosphere. It makes everything on campus yeah. better. I would say you, we talked about, you know, those expectations for the team. Having those expectations for students is just as big, right? Because whenever you go through a period where you're losing and less kids are showing up for the games, the next group that comes in, they're not expecting to go to the games. But if you're used to it, like Forney, you know, long time ago when we were 3A or whatever, it was just an expectation that, like, if there's a football game, that's where most people are going to be. And and that's great to have that and to know as a coach that you're going to have those those crowds backing you up. Well, and that's what we tried to do this year. And you know, where I thought we had a big difference is we wanted to make it an event. We wanted people to feel like they missed out if they weren't at the game. You know, what do they call it, FOMO, fear of missing out, yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. And it became an event. And, you know, if you weren't there, you missed out on – what happened in the stands, what happened on the field, how excited everybody was. And so that, that's that been a lot of fun. And even even further, you know, Dr. Benjamin, who took over for Dr. Campbell as our, our principal, when he came down last spring to talk to me about when he was getting a job, was he just wants to keep knowing what he can do. He said, because I've never seen how much until this year how success in athletics programs and fine arts can change the whole feel of the school that discipline problems were down mm-hmm. attendance was up and you know it's a direct correlation of kids are excited to come to school every day and be a part of success 
and I knew I saw that firsthand. We we filmed a video last year at Forney where we had to film a fake concert scene, and the entire senior class went in there. It was our was our crowd, and they we told them we we're like, hey, y'all got to get loud. You got to be yelling. You got to pretend like these this band, this fake band that's not actually playing any music is like the greatest thing you've ever seen. And some of the craziest people in there were senior football players, and I knew a few of them, and they're like. They're like literally getting on the stage and going crowd surfing and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and I remember standing there with committed, uh, Dr. Committed. Campbell. He said, I love this senior class. <laughs> and that's why, because they were just getting into it. And it makes everything so much more fun. When you're not begging teenagers to care about stuff and they just do it, it's so much more fun. Like, well, I, I just want to say the crazy uh, football team, it, that apple doesn't fall too far. <laughs> right well, you know, it, the, it, you know, when I first got in and talked to Dr. Campbell before we had even played a game, he, he brought me and, and Cody Newman, our band director, and, you know, what coming out of COVID and just, you know, the, the, the team hadn't had been very much success. What can we do to get more involvement? And that's like, you got to let them be kids. Yeah, we want them to do it, teach them how to do it the right way. We don't want them using – foul language or yelling at the other team, but you can't just sit over there and every time they stand up, hey, hey, you got to sit back down or you can't do that. You know, it's like, you know, let them dress in Hawaiian shirts, you know, let them, you know, you got to let them be kids mm -hmm. and enjoy it. And, you know, you can do that. And instead of automatically believing they're going to do something they shouldn't do. And so don't let them do anything at all. Teach them how to do it. And, mm -hmm. you know, had, hadn't had many issues there, but they're at, they're having fun. And, and that's what you got to do. I mean, look, look at all these college games and look at the college kids right. there. You know, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the atmosphere you want to create. Mm -hmm. So, and now everybody's part of it because you have your kids running the video yeah. board and uh, heard our, our yeah, what, the, the dark Vader. side, yeah. Darth Vader, every time the defense came on the field and our, our defense gets juiced up when y'all yeah. do that, man. Yeah, we, we love doing that kind of stuff. I told the kids when we first started that program, I said, hey, we can't influence the game much. I was like, but we may be able to add 1%. If we, get, if we play something that helps that kid just get a little bit more energy and he makes a tackle, like you helped the game. And I was like, we're going to do whatever we can to help the game. And that's my thing is I go to college games and it always bothers me when there are people on the board or whatever, they play some goofy ad right whenever it's like a big oh, yeah. moment. <laughs> and I'm like, we will never do that. Like we're going to pay attention to the score. We're not going to be playing funny songs or whatever. Like, like we're going to be, the board is going to follow the game and we're going to do anything we can to help out, even if it's something little, but I think um, it helps with the crowd more than anything. Yeah, we love, we love all our sponsors, but you know, if, <laughs> yeah. if there's a timeout right before a big fourth down, we, yeah. we, do, we don't want to see our Whataburger ad, no, you know, no. we, we, we all love Whataburger, but right. you know, crank up some music. Mm -hmm. I'm glad cool. to see you finally brought that level of detail to the podcast that is <laughs> yes. with your sound effects this morning. I noticed there's no uh, Ace Ventura going on at Forney Jackrabbit football. There's not, though. no, no. Well, uh, do you think different. folks are fearing the Jackrabbit? I think so. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I also really personally appreciate the uh, uh, the Sith references it w infused in the. Uh, you know, we're not surrendering to the dark side, but we are a little we are a little afraid of it when they come out there in those black uniforms. Look, we kids are going to do something. That's a guarantee. They're going to buy into something, yep. and if that something is greater than themselves and it's positive and it's building community, and it's educating them, and it's making them better people and better students, man, what a gigantic win for Forney, Texas, America. And so much of that truly does go through these athletic teams. It's not just about, we're going to go over there on Friday night and play a game. Yeah, we're doing that. But there's about a thousand layers beyond that game 
that make Forney High School a better place and make the kids in it that are going to get out of it one of these days better kids once they get out there on the road to the rest of their lives. And um, Well, and one thing, one last thing that I want to make sure we say on the air, and, and Coach Idol will agree with me too, the support from our community right now yeah. is through the absolute roof. I mean, it is it is insane. The number of people that are coming to our games that have no ties to the volleyball team or the football team, they just they live in the Forney community and and want to come watch high school football or want to come watch high school volleyball. I mean, it's it's just crazy the stories and you know we we had the ability to open up shop Saturday and Sunday up at the up the field house to sell playoff T-shirts. I mean, it was just a steady run of people that I mean, half of them I'd never seen them before, never it, never even met them, but they were there because they wanted playoff shirts and they're talking about going driving down to Houston and making a road trip out of it. I'm sure he's got ours in his back pocket, Coach O. Yeah. I was told at one time that you yeah. could not show allegiance one way or the other and did not want any Forney Jackrabbits. Now, listen, hey, all bets are off once you get in the that. playoffs, okay, sir. Okay, well, I'll, I'll bring Extra them right large. over. I do, we do try to wear uh, neutrals when we come to get at this to work. and I'm wearing the nice gray and black today. Could go to any campus. It's no big deal. But once we get in the playoffs, we're homers all the way. Let's go win some playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Addison, that was your cue. <clears throat> that no, Fleener got it. He did the more perfectly. Good. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was pretty good. Can you do Ace Ventura too? All righty then. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Okay, so uh, here we are going into the playoffs, and we would love. I think a lot of people will be able to get over to Rockwall tomorrow night, Coach Idle. Yeah. We'll definitely be there with bells on to see you guys beat Lovejoy, and then and that's at. Is that at Rockwell High? Rockwell High. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we hope uh, a lot of people will head on down 45 or wherever you got to go to get to, to Mont Bellevue, Texas. Right. Uh, be my first visit to Mont Bellevue. We hope as many people as can get there can get there, but we understand if you mm-hmm. cannot, you do have the opportunity to watch our games and, and, and hear our games broadcast. Tell us about that. So we are still getting. Just still working. Because once it gets to playoffs, UIL owns it's a little tricky, all the rights, yeah. and they are in with a a stream company called NFHS mm-hmm. that would require you. It's like $11 for a 30 day deal. Now they are broadcasting every playoff game across the state. Yeah. The only thing that we still are waiting to hear back from them is if they have commentators and they have contracted out with some third parties, mm. if they don't have anybody to do the game, then they are going to let the, the Forney Jackrabbit. Yeah. Lovingly call them homers, Nate they're, White oh, and yeah. Brandon. They're homers. They, uh, admit, they admitted so, to it on the podcast. We had them yeah. on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But um, if uh, if UIL takes it over and says no, we've got the the commentators for it, um, then um, then there there will be a way to watch it. It's yeah. just not necessarily going to be Nate and Brandon, so, right? Mm-hmm. So Pete, we we hope it is Nate and Brandon. They uh, they they know so much about our team and they give a depth of the broadcast that mm-hmm. that I think it makes it really really rich. But if it's not, people can watch the game. They'll still be able to access the game. If you're in Forney and you just want to go see some live playoff football while you're listening to the Jackrabbits, we are hosting Sulphur Springs versus Dallas Carter on Friday night at Citibank Stadium. Yeah, we're gonna have the <clears throat> we're gonna have to have the live stream in that press box. Addison's for, team. For well, me. there you go. You've got another assignment. Make sure that live stream is up in the press box. Just give me a TV. Our guys can. We got. We can get. We can take care of that. All right. Yeah, you get it going. Um, we'll make sure our press box crew gets to watch you guys play. But um, lots of lots of playoff football. That atmosphere is starting up. Uh, Michelle, you're getting ready to prepare for regional tournament. We're on down the road in volleyball. We are. But in football, we're just firing up the playoffs, and uh, we hope the both of you guys go into your rounds this week with uh, 
soaring in flight, even if they are fake wings, Coach, Coach O. We hope you guys uh, fire it up. and um, Just exciting. We're looking forward to it. Go get them. Yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have. This podcast will be posted on Tuesday. So if you're listening to this the day it posted, go watch the Jackrabbit Volleyball team tonight at Rockwall High School at what time? 7, Seven o'clock. o'clock. 7 o'clock and then this Friday for the football team. Um, we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure to share it out there. Tell people to follow the 126. Keep up with everything going on in Forney ICD Athletics. We'll talk to you all next week.